Dr. Ralph Moss here on the pod. Let's go. With my prostate cancer patients, I don't say, listen, eat whatever you want. Don't mm-hmm. sleep well, but exercise six hours a week. And let's see if the, just the exercise, right? That, that, so it's a multidisciplinary Correct. approach. And in right. my mind, multidisciplinarity means the different lifestyle components. So then it's very difficult to tease out, okay, what's the one thing? Maybe, <laughs> Ralph, maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Yes. Maybe the one thing can be, sure, with the one thing, you can patent it, you can you know, create a lot of wealth from it, yeah. but maybe we're looking at it, uh, we're barking at the Undoubtedly. wrong tree there. Undoubtedly, we are. Um, There's a lot of pathways. Right. And we, when I, you know, I spent t- almost 10 years uh, as an advisor to the NIH on these, and these other kinds of questions that came up repeatedly. And one of the things they, one path they started to go down was the so-called black box approach, meaning Let's say we want to know how well people do with Dr. Geo's program. But Dr. Geo's program could be 20 different things, including Dr. Geo as part of that program. <laughs> not That's a right. small part. By the way, you, you, yeah. know, you know, we're, we're sort of tongue-in-cheek, right? Yeah, right. But, you know, most of my patients would say, you know, you're my shrink. Yeah. You're not only my doctor, you're also my shrink. You listen to me. Well, Gio, I think, I think in a way you, you saved my, you helped save my life because right. when I was diagnosed with pro- prostate cancer, as you well remember, we were acquainted. Yeah. We weren't yet as close as we are now, but we yeah. were acquainted. You had come to the film that was made about my, my life and my, uh, if you remember, yep, second sure. opinion. In, in, in Greenwich Village, there was a, sh- a, a theatrical showing of the film. And you, yeah. that's where we actually, one of the first times we had a chance to, to talk. We had been corresponding for years before that. But anyway, when I came down, when I was given this diagnosis with this famous... Go ahead and uh, expand IV, on that, uh, actually. So, so you were diagnosed... Actually, we can segue into that because that was a good story. So I was, living, I was living in, um, in Pennsylvania... Yep. And the closest comprehensive cancer center to me was in Philadelphia. It will go unnamed. I just don't want to start up a, a big fight sure. for them. But anyway, a sure. famous, a very famous, very highly ranked urology department at a very highly ranked university. That's all I'll say. So I went in that there. That narrows it down quite a bit. Yeah, it rolled it <laughs> that... and, it, and it wasn't Fox Chase. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. you can you can make your own assumption. But in any case, um, so I I I I had it. My PSA was rising. Um, it was six point six, and my free PSA had fallen. And I wasn't having any particular symptoms, but that was enough for me to insist on having an MRI, and they were willing to do the MRI in advance of doing the biopsy because I was still trying to, like many men would, try to avoid having the biopsy. And so I went there, and basically the MRI, well, it, sh- it seemed to show that there were tumors in my, in my prostate. So I went in for, to the urologist, uh, there, the one they provided. Now, this was the last appointment on Friday. I was able to get in the last appointment Friday. Not a good time, by the way, to ever see your doc, see a doctor. 
mm-hmm. uh, there's exu- you know kind of exhaustion goes on and, <laughs> and builds over the course of a week. That's so. a very good point. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, I usually recommend my patients who, for example, will undergo a prostatectomy. I said, try to be the first case. That's right. Try to be the first case. Exactly. Um, see your doctor. Don't see yeah. your doctor late in the afternoon if you can Absolutely. avoid it. Absolutely. So this was both Friday and late in the afternoon. Yeah. And this guy came in, no eye contact, mumbled his last name by way of introduction, sat down at the computer, started typing, and then basically what he my wife was there, and what he said was, "Well, you've got um, you've got two large tumors, and they've broken through the capsule." And the disease is now spread, and there's no curative treatment for you. That's right. And uh, there's nothing we can do, but we'll schedule, we'll do, we'll continue on, we'll do the biopsy to be able to stage it. And the only thing we could offer would be radiation at this point, but it's palliative, not curative. This is essentially what he said to me. Right. Now, I had read, I had read the, 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 the pathologist, um, uh, report, but even though I've had 50 years of reading, you know, scientific reports, when it comes to you, it's a little hard to interpret. Right? <laughs> hard that's, to, that's another fascinating point, by the way. Yeah, that's hard, that, to, read, that be... hard to read your own death sentence, right? Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's so, right. So, when I said, Well, could we see? Because I was confused because I didn't think that's what the report was saying. I said, could we see the the MRI on the screen to show us where it has exited the capsule? Which, for your, I'm sure most of your listeners and viewers know, that's pretty much bumps you into a much higher, more difficult stage of treatment. Means of just sure is systemic now. And he blew up at me, and he said, "I'm a urologist. I'm not a pathologist." I'm not a pathologist. I'm just telling you what it is. I'm a urologist. So like so when so then that night I thought oh, we were sitting there in the hotel room trying to recover our senses. They had scheduled me for from a, the trauma. A biopsy, the trauma, yes, <laughs> of the next Monday. And I I managed to reach you. I had your number in my phone and you and I was really in a bad way uh, mentally. I was not prepared for this. Yeah, I remember that conversation um, with you for sure. Right, and I was sitting there, and you said, "Don't whatever you do, do not do any do don't do anything precipitously, because you know how it feels when you get a diagnosis of cancer. It's like, ooh, get this off me, get this out of me. You know, it's like I I was well, do pretty well. Don't just sit do there, some- do something. And sometimes you just have to sit there and do nothing, at least for a period right. of time. So you, you know, you said that and you were very good and you said a couple of other things that you said was, I, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not, there could be other explanations for this yeah. and I would I'm not going to tell you you should come to NYU, even though I work there and, you know, but I'm not this, I'm not going to advertise or whatever, you know, that's that right. you should come to NYU. But what I, I, in the course of the conversation, what I said was, well, I wanted somebody to read this MRI again, who's skilled, and or maybe do it over, and then um, we talk about treatment. But I was not—I was kind of averse to having surgery or radiation already. Right, you—you you you know too much. 
for well, in a way, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to do it. I'm not, Absolutely. I'm not by the way, anybody who does no, it, not at all. But, yeah, yeah, not was not at all. In yeah. terms of well, uh, I I say that because, um, you know, when you are in this field, in the field of cancer, and then you're you're right, like looking at your own stuff is like, wait a minute, this is I can't even read this. Then yeah. when it comes time to choose a treatment. Yeah, you you have a lot of information in your head that yes, may yes, you correct. Know, bias you to right. towards or against a certain type of treatment that might be because you're right. right. Look, I I'm a naturopathic doctor. Less is more for me always. Yeah, lifestyle medicine to me is everything. But there are men who benefit, and if they go to the right surgeon, they do amazing afterwards. So yeah, that's 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 plus indeed, uh, uh, it, nowadays also. It, you you know you could talk about freedom of choice but you have to have the money to be able to That's right. implement that and if you're in a health plan that doesn't accept doesn't allow you to get like cryoablation or or other less toxic less damaging types of treatments you're either going to pay you know either not get it or you're going to pay out of pocket which could you know, could be considerable. Everything's expensive nowadays in in medicine. The slightest little thing they do. So I can understand why people would be averse to even you know to, they want to take the best choice they have within the what's available to them. So rough, yes. You so then we we spoke and I tried to give you some guidance and I certainly will say, look, at, at minimum we need a second opinion. You don't have to come here to NYU, but we need a second opinion. But then right. you did come, and and how was that for you? Well, that was great. Yeah, and uh, I'm an NYU graduate myself, and it just happened that this was the 50th anniversary of my graduation from my under, <laughs> undergraduate degree. I spent my instead of going to the reunion, I spent <laughs> I spent it in, in the urology department. Well, listen, my... it, it is an NYU affiliated campus, so you were in the right yeah, place. True, true, true. <laughs> not in the right, not in the position I thought I'd be in. But anyway, it was all good. I mean, um, but as I say, I think, you know, everybody should have a friend like you uh, at that moment in their life, you know, to talk. It was simple, but it was very, very instrumental. Before we continue, let's give a little love to today's sponsor. You know, I always say no man wakes up in the morning and says, wow. I can't wait to get that prostate biopsy today, right? No man does. And the PSA test, we know, is not the greatest screening tool for prostate cancer. Well, now we have the ExoDX prostate test, which is the only risk assessment tool available as an at-home collection kit so patients can provide a specimen in the comfort and convenience of their home. The Exo. DX prostate test has been included in the NCCN guidelines since 2019 for early detection of prostate cancer, and it's a simple, no digital rectal prostate exam required urine-based test for men over 40, or if there's a PSA, roughly in that gray zone between 2 and 10 nanograms per milliliter to determine if you indeed need a prostate biopsy. So, Ask your urologist about the ExoDX prostate test. Calm me down, and I was able to now think. Well, there's other options. I haven't just fallen into this this unfeeling, uncaring 
type of environment. I mean, I think uh, I, I can't. I don't have enough bad things to say about the way that I was initially treated. It's still. I I really had a kind of PTSD. Um, yeah, that was obvious to me after yeah. from 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 the shock of it, and then uh, then to be treated in a completely completely uncaring unconcerned and totally erroneous and to me ralph i don't it doesn't matter look if it's friday afternoon and i am not paying attention to you and i'm not looking at you in the eye yeah and i am not being uh empathetic to your situation yes then i i then fire you know you need to move on you need to fire your doctor in that scenario um, and I tell my patients that it's very important for us to develop a relationship. If I, if we cannot do that, please, you know, go ahead and find, I welcome you. I want you to find someone else. Uh, and maybe, yeah. you know, I'm just not the, it's a very important, that relationship is sacred, at least to me and, and, and many yes. others. Ralph, here you are. This is Ralph Moss. Decades of cancer research. Yeah. Visiting clinics all over the world and now you're the patient yeah what is yeah, i think there's a movie where the doctor becomes the patient right i forgot the name of that movie um where the you know good doctor but he has a problem and da, 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 right and then he becomes right. a, and that humbles him yeah i don't think you needed to be humbled because you're a humble person or prior to that but what is the what was your takeaway and your your what's your thought from becoming a researcher and looking at it from uh, as a from as a researcher to wow now I'm the patient what was the what was the big takeaway there for you it definitely changed my approach to the people that I was consulting for doing phone consultations for I said it's a little bit like Dorothy in Wizard of Oz where everything becomes technicolor you know it's like Suddenly, things that were just black and white, namely things written on the page, are you suddenly see the nuances and you see the emotional component to it. Yeah, and it. I would say, I mean, without patting myself on the back, I I feel that it made me a more more compassionate person, uh, mm-hmm. a bit more aware. Um, I certainly. Stop doing certain things that I was prone to do for a very long time, um, making jokes, I mean, or or categorizing people. And not not that I'm totally free of doing those kind right. of things, but it was it it suddenly it wasn't funny anymore. You know, <laughs> not that it ever was funny, but right. but I, I I had a tendency to to. Look at the look on the humorous side sure. of things. Bring light, so a little bit of light. Try and you know in, a, in an unfavorable situation. Correct, but it, but you can overdo that too. And by the way, and, that's huge. For yeah. I thank you for saying that. I I you know I think laughter and humor is also medicinal. Yeah. But yes. you know I have to also I like to do so, uh, introspection every now and then on how I do yeah. things, and there's always yeah. ways of improving it. So it's mm. something certainly for uh, perhaps yeah. uh, for me to look at. So I, I appreciate you saying that. It also, of course, be getting involved with with you and Dr. Tanaja increased my interest in cryoablation, something I had been interested in 
for a long time, but it uh, brought it into focus. And yeah. I still am interested. I'm very interested in the topic of thermal medicine use of sure. heat and cold, um, which brings us to another topic, uh, which is my travel, Gulliver's Travels. You well, know, before you go there, is... a few things with, with your case. And yeah, I know we're yeah. going to go a little bit over, but if yeah. you, you just let me know when you have to go because yeah. I knew this was going to happen, by the way. Yeah. I said 45 mm -hmm. minutes. And right. I think, okay, yeah, I know what's going to happen. So yeah. I, 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 I cleaned out my schedule, but you let me know. Yeah. Diagnosed with prostate cancer, Gleason what? Eight. Gleason eight. Yeah. Now, when you when typically in a Gleason eight situation is really yeah. radiation or surgery. I mean, that's right. it. Don't look Correct. anywhere else. You come to see. So Samir Tanaja is one of our uh, partners and, and colleagues at NYU. To me, he's he, if not the best, one of the best in in the business in prostate cancer. So you go to him and you undergo cryo, focal cryoablation. Yes, which amazed me because I thought that they would only do it up until Gleason seven. I had That's two right. tumors, 4.4 uh, Gleason, which is consistently, you know, a highly malignant. And if you look in the books, in the textbooks, uh, I mean, under Gleason 8, it says, you know, highly aggressive, incurable, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I didn't, I wasn't expecting all that much, but I was just happy to have something because the... The, the, the key to the cryo, I think, more than anything, is the word focal. Most people don't understand that That's right. there's cryo where you just destroy the gl entire gland. That would be equivalent to radiation or surgery. But this is more like the so-called male lumpectomy. Um, in right. other words, what Gary Onik called the male lumpectomy, meaning take out the tumor and, and then in some area around it and hope for the best. I also, of course, being a, a man, a married man, um, was very concerned about issues of of sexual potency and urinary continence, uh, the two things that, you know, most people, most men fear about conventional, my, from my, my knowledge, my understanding. Yeah. So um, I've been very fortunate in that I haven't really suffered side effects of the... Excellent. That I know of from the procedure, um, so I think this is a very important consideration. And the procedure was done eight years ago. Uh, yeah, it was in it was in uh, 2015. So yes, it's coming up. It'll be eight. It'll be eight years this right, year. Eighth anniversary coming, and uh, right. and uh, and uh, you're well. I'm still you, well. It, I have no symptoms, uh, but my and the PSA is still within a normal range, and the free PSA is within the normal range. Yeah, because PSA for the listener, PSA after focal yeah. cryo, yeah. the goal is not zero because you no. still have another a half a gland still there. Right. So that's going to create PSA. Yes. And you've had subsequent biopsies, Ralph? I can't remember. to. I had the normal, yes, because um, I think I had it was certainly one uh, follow-up biopsy, possibly two. And it showed remember. you're cleared. No, there was it was clear. There was no no indication of cancer. It wasn't entirely. I mean, I've had I've had uh, chronic prostatitis almost my whole adult life. So I'm right. not. So so there could be some issue still there, but 
um, it's basically still there's no sign of malignancy at right. this point. Right. On the other hand, um, he didn't destroy everything with that could possibly have been, you know, a, a malignancy there. This is an issue that I think still needs to be further examined is what the long-term effects of cryo are. I can Correct. say from, from me, it's been very successful. I'm not a hundred percent sure that at some point I might not to have might not to have further treatment, but it hasn't yet reached that point. So I followed with PSA as he suggested. Um, I can't because of the insurance plan that I'm in. I can't just go down and order up an MRI at this point, much less a biopsy. And my urologist retired that I had. So um, I think I'm okay, but I've been. It's, it hasn't been an issue for for seven or eight years, and you know, uh, it's all right. So on offline, offline, uh, we haven't spoken about this yeah. probably no. about eight years. Yeah. That you've been under the good care of Tanisha. You right. and I'll get on the phone, and I'll just make yeah. sure that everything is going in the right direction. Sure, sure. But anyway, we'll I I think people shouldn't think of this as some panacea. Correct, not, it isn't. Correct. But if, you know, I still intend but here to live on Gleason. By the way, we're talking about a Gleason eight. Too. Where this is Too. part of the consultation in my practice, it was like Gleason eight. I yeah. said all they're saying is this. I said, wait a minute, time out. Yeah, the there's a notion of, and I don't want to get too much into the weeds here. Yeah, uh, but there's a notion that says, look, Gleason six, Gleason eight, yeah. it's cancer. Treat the cancer. Right. It, it, it's a, you, you know the the fear is that the h higher the Gleason score, which doesn't really matter from a cancer perspective, but the fear, the notion is. Well, maybe because it's such a high stage that there's a sprinkle outside of the outside of the gland that there's mm -hmm. a likelier mm -hmm. a likelier like mm -hmm. uh, a higher likelihood of there mm -hmm. it being some, but that's mm -hmm. not always the case, and you can treat it mm -hmm. locally. And I think with lifestyle interventions, you could treat it uh, right. systemically. Lovely, lovely, Ralph. Um, what a pleasure. Um, we're gonna have <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you so much. Um, how can people find your, you or yeah. your work? Um, is Second Opinion a documentary well, still around? Yes, it's around. Um, if you go to the Moss Report in the singular, uh, there's 1,300 articles that I've written and all my Moss reports on different types of cancer, including prostate cancer, are now uploaded to that Great. site. And people and can you, sign up and subscribe to the Moss Report. They can. Absolutely. Just go there and so take a look. So all things Moss Report to find all of Dr. Moss's Everything. 50 years worth of work. Correct. Great. Ralph, thanks so much. So appreciate it. And I appreciate Great. you. Thanks. And we'll be in touch. Thank you. We'll be in touch. See you much soon. Much love. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next sponsor partner has a product I use literally every day. I'm talking about AG1. You know, I've been using green powders mixed in drinks for a long time, and it has not always been a great experience, right? The powder clumps up a little bit. It tastes horrible, but you know what? You chug it anyway because it's good for you. AG1 changed the game. With an AG1, you have 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day the right way. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, 
your immune system, and energy to help you recover and focus and help you age successfully. To make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Dr. Geo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash Dr. Geo to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. For tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Gio Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.